We welcome you to the preaching service of the Scots Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we are so pleased that you have opted to share with us. We are continuing to talk about the love languages, five love languages of the Holy Scriptures. And uh, uh, we have mentioned the five are uh, works uh, or words of affirmation and quality time, uh, giving and receiving gifts, uh, acts of service, physical touch. And what we are saying here is that some time ago, Mr. Gary Chapman wrote a book, uh, The Five Languages, Five Love Languages, and, uh, and he brought many, many things to the forefront uh, to help us to understand more completely what is involved in love. And uh, so this morning we are going to be talking about the love language acts of service. Now when we talk about these things, we're saying that an understanding love, that there are different languages, different things that we can say to our mate, to our children, or to others, and uh, they can relate maybe more to affirmation, like we've already talked about, or they can relate to quality time being spent with them. And this morning, like I said, we're going to be talking about acts of kindness. Uh, I believe I'm thinking correctly that uh, this past week was referred to as National Week Acts of Kindness and uh, and, and in service. And so uh, we're going to be reading this morning, first of all, uh, from the gospel, I mean, the book of Acts, the sixth chapter, verses two through five. And so let's listen to God's word. So the twelve gathered all in the uh, all to, uh, all disciples together and said it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables brothers and sisters choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom we will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word and of course what we are talking about here in acts 2 through 5 is we're talking about what deacons are to do and that they are to serve and then the next portion of scripture i want to read is in the 13th chapter of the gospel of john you've heard it many a time and this is about jesus washing his disciples feet and i begin reading at verse 2 and uh, i beg your pardon verse 4 and well i'm going to begin with verse 2 and read through verse 7. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the table, out from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. And he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, and we, this is such beautiful teaching, you do not realize now what I'm going to do, but later you will understand. That's a great teaching in God's word from uh, in the sixth chapter, or beg your pardon, 13th chapter of the gospel of John. 
Now let's notice a couple of things on the front end of this message. And that is as we look at the five love languages, we really know that they are predicated on the passage from Jesus that's found in John 13, 34 and 35. And listen to this. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have done and love for one another. John 13, 34, and 35. You see, friends, that should be the basis of every the basis for everything we do. We're called to love. It is to follow this new way of thinking, not just to love others who are like and similar to us, but as even to love, as the Bible teaches, our enemies. It's easy to love others in the same manner in which Christ loved us. It's sacrificial. And if we were to really be honest, sacrificial love is not always easy. And, and it's usually not very convenient. And sometimes it is not always convenient to fully love the one you're married to or even your kids. It's not always easy to give sacrificial love to those you love the most. That's what this entire series really has been based on. And so this morning, like I said, we're going to be talking about acts of service. And as we think about this, we notice that Right on the front end, we would do well to call to our attention that the word servanthood is a beautiful word. Now, for some people, that's not the most fun word to hear, but that's what it's all about. As Christians, we need to be concerned to the extent that we will ask ourselves with frequency, how, or ask others, how can I serve you? How can I fulfill your wants and needs in a manner which brings honor and glory to Christ? Now, this is where we get this word in the sixth chapter of the book of Acts, uh, where they appointed deacons to take care of widows and many, many people who had respective needs. And so let's just uh, look here, look very quickly at this. The twelve summons um, the full number of the disciples, and they said it's not right, as we read a moment ago, to give up preaching the word of God and to serve tables. And so they said, pick out from among you seven. Seven men, a good seven men, a good repute, full of Holy Spirit and full of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty, and that's what was done, and so that the others get get on with the preaching of the word. Now, this is where we see deacons called. They were the ones who were going to be serving the people, while others would be doing the preaching and teaching. But we see this word for serving earlier in the Gospels. For instance, in the Gospel of Mark and, and verse 45, we read these profound words. And of course, this Greek word, dikanos, is um, the word, Greek word for a deacon. It says in 1045, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many how true this is, and that's uh, a beautiful thing that in the early church right from the beginning, 
they realized that there needed to be those set aside uh, to deal with special needs and they were called deacons now this uh, that's the same Greek word we see here in John the 13th chapter when we read about Jesus washing the disciples feet and uh, and it's a call for us to serve now some people find love when people do something for them we see it repeatedly in the Bible and the greatest example probably is the example in the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John where we read about Jesus washing the, the disciples feet now let's set the scene here it's the final night of his life and Jesus is with the disciples at the Passover meal and as they walk into that upper room there would have been a basin a pitcher of water and towels there would be a servant to wash the feet of the guests this was one of the more demeaning tasks for a servant and that that was to wash people's feet kind of like being the lowest of the lowest servants and I want us to note here you know, needless to say, back at that time, there weren't paved roads. There, they walked with sandals through the dust and the sand and the dirt, and their feet would become very, very filthy. It was common courtesy to have a servant wash the guest's feet. But there, there's nobody, as we look at that teaching in John 13, there's no one uh, to wash their feet. So the disciples walk past the water, they walk past the pitcher, the towel, and they sit down and they may have felt that it was beneath them they seemed to be more interested in being served none of the disciples wanted to wash their feet or the others where would uh make your pardon where would that uh, put them in the pecking order so to speak they'd be at the bottom of the heap remember these are the same disciples who argued over who would be greatest in the kingdom of heaven and so it says, and we read it a moment ago, and let's read it again and just imagine this setting. Then he, speaking of Christ, poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped about him. And he came at Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. The one who the disciples call the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords takes on the role of the lowliest of servants and unlaces their sandals, lifts the feet of each one of his disciples. The one whom we kneel to in prayer is the one who kneels before his disciples. And Jesus watches their soiled, sweaty, heart calloused feet you see friends the hands that will be pierced are the same hands that scrub the grime away when it came time for jesus to show the full extent of his love he picked up the basin he picked up the water pitcher and the towel now this is such a powerful powerful story I have found in serving in ministry for years and years and years that if you want to have great workers in your respective congregation, if you want significant things to get done, you have people who are humble and who would seek to follow 
the example of our Lord and literally they would be willing so to speak to wash the feet of any and every one a powerful image of who Jesus is is reflected in John 13 it's a call of who we are to be as well on the one hand we are all called to be servants if we see something that needs to be taken care of we go out and we do it if we see the kitchen in a mess we clean it if we see trash on the grounds we clean it if we see something that's wrong we seek to fix it friends that is how that we can share acts of service now what we're saying here as we talked about the five different five uh, five language love languages is that as we look at our partner he may be the type of individual that would prefer uh, the love language that is reflected in affirmation in other words he likes to be affirmed and he likes to be appreciated and certainly it could be the same for the woman and then also we talked about quality of time you look at the kind of language that makes you the most happy say wife that when you see your husband always wanting to do as much as humanly possible to spend quality time with you that would be the love language you can connect with and vice versa if the man would uh, reflect that and he responds to uh, that he really likes to spend quality quality time with his wife and with his children and, and loved ones then that would be a love language but then when you step back and think about this uh, uh, acts of service is uh, that uh, uh, it's uh, it's a different type of thing and we would say it like this that there are people who thrive on acts of service being done for them that's how they experience love and acceptance for some people they need to see action behind the love simply to say i love you is nice needless to say but the actions are what mean the most to me so how can we show love through acts of service i know that as i reflect and think about my wife and we will uh, be married and lord's willing in august uh, 55 years that I know the blessings, the blessings, the blessings that she has brought to so many through the years of time. Uh, she is a nurse, a graduate of the University of Kentucky with her bachelor, uh, bachelor's degree and then master's work as well. And uh, she has served in the nursing capacity for 44 years. And I have no question that she showed so much service and to so much kindness to literally every person uh, that she uh, cared for in all of those years. I know that evidently it was this past weekend and uh, she was talking to a particular lady and maybe the lady had asked her, you know, what are you uh, going to be doing this weekend? And so evidently she must said to the woman, well, one of the things that I will be doing is another lady in the church and I uh, will be cleaning the church. And the lady who had asked her what you're going to be doing asked, said, made the statement, well, there is no way in the world that my minister's wife would clean the church. You see, friends, when you look at life, when you look at it head on, when you look at it in its entirety that a person 
who will do in many ways similar to what Jesus did, a very lowly thing in watching the disciples' feet. That was the way they viewed it at that time, is that my wife was willing, uh, even though a graduate of UK and the ball game came on at one o'clock, and she and another lady in the church met at one o'clock to clean the church house, to make sure that it was ready and comfortable for people to worship in today. Friends, that is something that really makes for a beautiful, beautiful purpose. When we look into the Bible, uh, there are so many opportunities for service. My, oh my, oh my. Uh, husbands would hurt us at all uh, to wash dishes, to clean the bathrooms, to take out the garbage, to paint bedrooms, to wash a car, to mow the lawn, uh, changing the water in a goldfish bowl, change a, le a letter box, and go, Christmas, uh, go grocery shopping, and on and on I, we could go. But there's something that we notice here that is very important, that each one of these tasks, if in fact service is going to be rendered, and that's a love language that uh, really blesses your companion, uh, your children, and so on, for, you, we must understand that these require thought. They require planning. They require time. They require effort. And they require energy. If done with a joyful spirit, they are indeed expressions of love. You see, Jesus teaches us how to love well by example, and he does that throughout the Bible. For instance, uh, in the Ephesian letter, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, he wonderfully and powerfully reminds us of who we are in Christ. He says in, in Ephesians 2, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ's image for good, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, friends, when we look at the scriptures head on and seek to understand, we understand very quickly that we were created for good works. We are called to go into the world and serve. We are called to make a difference in the world. Every believer, as we can read about the different gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, every believer has received special gifts from God through the Holy Spirit. And we are called to use them for his glory. And we look at the book of James, and James talks about, he talks about works, he talks about acts of service. And what he is talking about is after a person has become a Christian, and he says in this uh, 17th verse of the second chapter, he says, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. You see, friends, when we seek to be a genuine Christian, we think of such words as were graphic in the vocabulary and in the mind of our Lord. And that, that we, one of the greatest things that can be said about our Lord and one of the greatest things that can be said about you is that you realize we are put here to serve and to be a blessing. It's the call to action. It's a call. Instead, the call is to use our faith, to take the faith given to us in Christ and make a difference in the world because of our actions. 
Now, there are so many ways that we can make a difference. Friends, I just encourage you to look, have your eyes open, your ears open, your heart open, to get involved in any and every way that you can to help the work of our congregation and around the world. You can volunteer in one of so many different opportunities. And there are so many things that maybe if you would just put your thinking camp on that you could think of that maybe a committee or the minister might not think of. You can volunteer at an organization or ministry. All kinds of things. You see, when we recognize, listen to me now, what Jesus did for us, when we consider the acts of service from God to you and I, we should be compelled because of the great acts of grace and mercy. Because the Father sent the Son for you and I to die for us. Because God loves you so much that he has adopted you as a child. Because he sent the Holy Spirit to be your constant companion. We should no, have no other desire than to go out and do good excuse me in the name of jesus christ beautiful to demonstrate there is an old song and probably some of you might be uh, able to connect with this and it's a song that says uh, we will work with each other we will work side by side we will work with each other we will work side by side and on it goes and yes they will know we are Christians by our love when we work with each other, when we work side by side, and when we work and give our all to the Lord. It's the love of Christ that leads us to serve others. We may not always feel like serving. Serving others may be inconvenient and messy. We may get our hands dirty in the process, but we serve because God has called us to be servants. Sometimes we miss the basin sometimes we miss the water pitcher the towel sometimes we think it is beneath us but i want to uh, ask you get you to ask yourself if getting on his knees to wash the disciples feet was beneath jesus was it beneath him to go to the cross for us you see friends that's kind of a sad thing if we do have that terminology in our vocabulary that I feel that that is beneath me. It was just like the, the lady saying to my wife uh, that she just commented and said, well, certainly my minister's wife would not be willing to clean the church. Friends, I don't want to be cocky, but I have never felt that there was anything that needed to be done that it was beneath me. Again, I call attention to you about our beloved Savior. He did not feel it was beneath him to wash the disciples' feet. He did not feel that it was beneath him to go to the cross and to die for the sins of the world. So you and I, we can even make meals for people. We can make cookies and we can distribute them. We can uh, uh, walk around the church building and clean or pull weeds. Find out who has a need because nobody really likes to admit they have a need. Does someone need light bulbs changed? Does someone need a smoke detector, a battery change? Does some work in their home, yard clean? So I say to you, I believe that this is a basin, a water pitcher, and a towel, a towel kind of church concerning our work at South Fork. 
and one of the greatest expressions our love is to serve one another and i pray this morning that god will continue uh, to open our eyes to dirty feet and to give us a heart to watch them we reach out to god as we experience his grace and his mercy and his power then we reach in as we look at who we are allowing his spirit to work within us and then we reach out to the world which is hurting and in need of grace friends i could not encourage you anymore in what i'm saying here that it makes a beautiful beautiful person when he or she wants to render acts of service because they know that they have been recipients of god's grace god's love his forgiveness his kindness and on and on we could go let us pray father i pray for each one who has listened and I just pray that we can see this is a great love language is that when we have our eyes open, our ears open, our hearts open, and that pray that you would lead us by your spirit, that we would ever be a type of individual who shares acts of service. In the master's name we pray, amen.